and welcome to Make Your Point Podcast. Uh, it, this is where the four Poland brothers come together and we discuss just things that we find interesting. It's mostly either politics or religious stuff. Um, <laughs> all of us coming from slightly different perspectives. Uh, and Slightly. Yeah, slightly. <laughs> uh, other than James, who's on more of the, the right wing than the rest of us. But... Um. Mark's Mark's on his own island too, Daniel. I feel there's been a distinct separation between him. Yeah, he's the and Dan. Of the yeah. He's the centrist. I'm just Mr. Martin's brother. <laughs> I don't believe in extremism. <laughs> so, for today's topic, uh, seeing how last week we kind of it was the Inquisition of James, <laughs> where we just hit James with a bunch of questions to find out who, how crazy his beliefs are, which was right. illuminating, to say the least. Um, but in um. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so we thought in the ish, in the um, in the effort to be fair to allow James to pick the topic this time and we'll we'll react to what he has said. James has the opportunity to ask us questions if he so chooses. But uh, James, you've decided to, you yeah. want us to talk about conspiracy theories yeah. that we believe um, in the past, but I'll let you take it from here. Okay, yeah, so this is um, inspired by a recent conversation I had with our father uh, two weeks ago <laughs> um, oh, where he, he was calling to check on me uh, during the storm and stuff, and uh, he went into a uh, a, a diatribe. Like I, you you know how I feel about the election. I don't I don't think um, things were done properly, but I don't believe in a lot of the uh, crazier conspiracy theories. Dad believes in those crazier conspiracy theories. Huh? So. Yeah. He, uh, he told me that the Chinese uh, hacked the election um, and switched votes. Um, he told me to keep, he told me to, to watch this video. But it had me thinking uh, about all of the stories that dad has told over the years. <laughs> so um, one, one comes to mind was that, that fishing trip, Matt, uh, that we took. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Daniel, I don't think you were there. I wasn't there, but I heard. I, I heard what. Yeah, yeah Mark was. Yeah. Mark was there. Though. Mark was there. Yes. Uh, we went on a fishing trip, and Dad. Kind um, of muzzle your mongrels. Yeah. Um, Sorry. That's all right. Um, so uh, anyway, Dad said that he had photographic evidence. Um, that Nazi uh, submarine captains oh my God. Uh, had uh, traveled uh, way into the depths of the ocean. Um, around Antarctica, found... if I remember correctly. Yeah. What, what was that? It was around Antarctica somewhere. Um, right. I so, I mean, in the, perfect, in the perfect conditions for World War II technology to uh, submerge uh, right. more than anyone else ever has. And it's um, a long way for a German U-boat to be uh, <laughs> right. It was designed, I believe, to go no deeper than 300 meters, as I recall. Uh, I don't think you could go any deeper than that. Even that was pushing it uh, in World War II. Uh, but you dad should explain what, what Dad believes about yes. the center of the Earth. 
yeah so dad believes uh that um underneath maybe i should go back further and <laughs> so, right, mormon just... believe yeah, yeah, yeah mormon yeah. believes in mormon beliefs they believe uh that um in the bible there were 12 tribes of israel right uh, so the, the the 12 sons of jacob um they they were you know they each ephraim manasseh um asher all the all 12 tribes anyway there was 10 tribes that were quote unquote lost um and and taken away what really happened in biblical history is that 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 northern kingdom of israel uh was conquered and that that northern kingdom essentially ceased to exist and the people there just kind of blended in with the the rest of the population not so according to mormons <laughs> um what happened instead was they stayed together um and according to dad uh they found a way into the hollow center of the earth <laughs> and have uh and have been living there uh to this day and also um when jesus comes again in mormon theology uh there's something from one of the the mormon prophecies that said the ice will flow um and the 10 tribes of israel will return yes. so dad took that to mean that the cave uh that the 12 tribes of israel evidently went into the center of the earth uh they will they will i guess the ice will break up maybe due to climate change i don't know <laughs> but it but will we have uh, these subterranean return israelites right <laughs> subterranean israelites well well so the way I, that he had can i can i elaborate a little yeah. bit more on what dad believes yes. uh yes. so he explained this to me as a child where he thinks that basically there is a mini sun in the center of the earth and then the lost tribes of Israel are on the opposite side of the crust. I'm not really sure how gravity works on that. And then the earth is... Apparently gravity is drawn towards the center of the crust, not the center. Yeah, not, right. not the sun. Yeah, it's the not center of the crust. <laughs> so... They're all floating around them. So, don't know. No, they're, they're, they're walking opposite to us. And uh, somehow they live in the center of the earth, which... Must be daytime all the time, if theory is right. correct. It must be very hot as well. I would think. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. As evidenced by volcanoes and stuff. <laughs> right. I asked Dad about that. He said it's lower than that. So there's like a layer uh, of a magma, layer of and then there's more crust uh, after the magma. And then gravity takes it, this it weird makes perfect sense to me. Now, this that, is science. Yeah, yeah. This is gravity science. takes a weird switch at some point. <laughs> um, where they sorry to get so technical with their audience. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but this yeah, is science. if you're not following, then clearly you're not ready for this theory. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dad thinks that a German submarine proved his point, finding this passageway to the center of the Earth. And yeah. while on this trip, I made the observation that, wow, so you have these Nazis in a submarine and they discover <laughs> in the center of the earth more Jews? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh, that must have been very shocking to those Nazis to discover all these Jewish people. Yeah, even even Dad started laughing at that because we, we we really got him with that. It is it, odd to me that that never occurred to him. Jews in the middle. But it got me thinking. Uh, it got me thinking about Daniel. Do you remember the uh, the Duck Creek camps that we went to as kids? Oh, the uh, the yeah the <laughs> the Cleon the Cleon Cleon Scousen cult. Yeah, yeah. It, it, had me, it had me thinking this was really the genesis of that. And this kind of movement has has really lent itself to the whole QAnon sort of way of thinking. Um, I mean, right. it's almost like it was QAnon before there was QAnon. Right? It was pre-QAnon. Yeah, because um, QAnon is strange in that like it has a political leader that they trust. When I was growing up, um, the New World Order and this group of of right wing um, I don't I don't even know how to define them. They um, they believed that like George H W Bush was in on the New World Order. They believed that well because he uh, used the phrase New World Order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he was on it. Even though he was talking about like the end of the Cold War and yeah and all that. That's fine. But he used the yeah. phrase, which was enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was enough. But um. I just it had me thinking about the the comfort um, that people find um, in these in these groups, and I've come to think over the years that it's more about having like a sure black and white explanation for all the things that make you uncomfortable in your life. Uh, I would like to get your take. You on that uh, and maybe some of your experiences like Daniel can you go through like your experience you had at those places or were you too busy like chasing girls well there was, a lot of, there was a lot of girl chasing of course I mean that was one of my favorite reasons for going up there but I mean it was very it was very culty it was very like it was like church but with the constitution as our bible Yes. Right. Yes. You know, and so it was very, it was, it was a lot of indoctrination, you know, as really. Which the the Andersons have continued. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, No, they're still there. They're They're still 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 right where they left off. They still teach, or they have their own school in Mm -hmm. Conwood. Yeah. Which teaches along the Cleon Skousen kind of way of thinking. Right. 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 And it's yeah, it's just very. Uh, yeah, it was just very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Nuts. Crazy. <laughs> Dana, Dana, then, you met Dana. You met a girl there, right? That oh, I did. She later. She later came to our house, right? Did she? <laughs> yeah. Remember, like she was from Michigan, I believe. What was that girl's name? Oh, I don't was... remember. I don't, I don't How can you not remember? It was I like... don't. I don't remember a girl coming to our house from that. No, she she came there and dad ended up like breaking in on you guys or something like that. It was it was quite the scandal. You don't remember this? I don't. I'm not. 
They were just they were just studying the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. it's just totally <laughs> innocent, James. Yeah, we they were, were just <laughs> talking about the greatness of our founding fathers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she might have been using her titties to illustrate, but <laughs> it's very innocent. I can't think of a better metaphor All for right. uh, you know Benjamin Franklin. Oh <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> <laughs> he was a I, I, I was thinking though like of the things that and it's not necessarily the same vein but like i remember growing up um mom telling me that you know i'm not going to die a natural death i'm going to be essentially resurrected in the twinkling of an eye that you uh, personally work? like all yeah, of i was them, told like, that young well, ones. oh yeah, yeah. Mark, mark was told that too like so i grew up convinced like i didn't have to deal with the reality of my own mortality till i was probably 17 or 18 years old right like it never occurred to me until i was like oh like, you're not gonna die yeah. uh, what? i'm not probably gonna be twinkled i'm probably gonna, <laughs> probably gonna die like everybody else yeah <laughs> I, think you're pretty, I think you're pretty twinkly james <laughs> You're like a vampire from Twilight. What is that? I don't Technical difficulty. Yeah. We're having static. <laughs> Alright, we're we're back from some technical difficulties. But... Oh, uh, oh, oh. again. <laughs> Alright. We've experienced some technical difficulties, but we're back again. Now that we have the speaker situation uh, figured out, uh, James is back with us. And uh, uh, James, I believe you were talking when we cut out. Yeah, so uh, what I was talking about was um, mom had told at least me and Mark uh, that we wouldn't die natural deaths, but that we would be resurrected oh she told the same thing to to me and dan too no she yeah so he did so is everyone oh really oh yeah you thought you were gonna die um no the rest of you are gonna be twinkled except for you i don't remember but she did say that she had a vision of me um before i was born um right what was that vision like talking to God or some. That must have been terrifying. For it her. was horrible. Yeah, right. <laughs> right? If I saw Daniel in a vision, I'd be, I'd be Pretty horrified. Crazy yeah. Scared. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting at is like these stories that Mom told us over the years. Um, like. What what effect does that have on you as as an adult? You know, like um, like I remember, mom was constantly having visions, right? Like constantly having dreams and um, things, and it kind of reminded me. Like Emily just read this book um, about this family from West Virginia who, or, or I was actually it wasn't a family from West Virginia. They, there's this family that lived in uh, like Idaho, and it was a Mormon family, and essentially they were preppers. And they just believed in all these insane things. It's called like uneducated or something like that. Educated. Uh-huh. Uh, but it had me thinking about our our own experience with you know dad's center of the earth theory and mom's <laughs> mom's constant mom con- mom's constant visions and feelings and everything like that. So I mean, I, I'm sure that it's very similar to anybody who grew up in a Mormon household. Um, because you know Mormons kind of walk around um, 
listening to their emotions and every single one of their emotions is is either from god or from satan <laughs> right like is that, that, is that your experience with, with that sure i it's, mean that sounds pretty yeah uh, i mean yeah. the reason i was the or the reason i believed what i believed for so long uh i realize now comes back to that childhood indoctrination and so in that in, in that uh, uh, mixture of all these different conspiracy theories and crazy ass beliefs right. that set me on a trajectory to first be Mormon and then an evangelical Christian and then uh, but more of all throughout both of those being a conservative and undoing that that early indoctrination has been a conversion experience for me every single time. Yeah. So like when I left Mormonism, but I became a Christian, uh, show that it was like my, it was a conversion experience. Right. And I was seeing the world mm -hmm. through different eyes and, uh, it, it was, it was very intense emotionally and, and, and things like this. And then when I left Christianity and, uh, abandoned the, the concept of a God, uh, uh, totally, that was also a conversion experience where I saw the world differently, but it wasn't as intense as the Mormon, leaving Mormonism. I guess it's because I had done it before. Yeah. But when I left conservatism, the <laughs> right-wing politics, this was also a conversion experience and by far was the most intense emotionally. It's, it was even really? more so intense than leaving Mormonism. Because, because yeah. I realized how much I had been indoctrinated and how much of these crazy ass ideas I still hung on to. Right. And so it's, uh, and so leaving those things, leave, it, it was a totally eye-opening experience. And, and as far as, uh, you know, I see things differently now, it, but it doesn't, that doesn't portray the emotion involved in, mm -hmm. in actually leaving those things. I right? think, Matt, yeah. when, Matt, when you left uh, conservatism, why it was the most emotional is because at some point you were going to have to say to me that I was right. <laughs> you had to say you, I was right the whole right. time. Yeah. And I, you were fighting yeah. pretty hard. And I was fighting that. It, it took me like three or four months after I, after I realized that I was no longer conservative to tell Mark he was right. <laughs> but, now you get to tell Mark he's wrong about the secret again. That's yeah. right. and, <laughs> the thing is, is I was wrong when I told Mark he was right because Mark is a centrist. He's not a leftist. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that's that's interesting you say that, Matt, because it's like it, it, it is. And I, I wonder, based on your growing up and and depending on the level of crazy, and, and this is what I kind of have noticed, is there's either there's either like one of two things that often happen which is you either get deeper into it and you fully embrace the conspiracy theory and you add on to it and you make it part of your world or you almost you you understand the truth and then there's almost like a, a violent reaction against it um where like you go in the opposite direction of it uh very strongly so i'm wondering um you know, it's it's it, it definitely has a profound effect um, on, you know, on your on your future life. I think it, it's interesting that you say that, James, because it, one of the things that because I've I've had my own, you know, obviously 
uh, like wake up moments from from the indoctrination, um, you know, growing up. And one of the things I remember um, when you leave Mormonism is that remember, like they used to always say this is that the the apostates would like there was some scripture, so it was something in in Mormonism where they're like they would always say that the the apostate would rail against God when he leaves or something like that. Like he would yeah. always, but no, it was, I always thought it was really like interesting that. because it's like they understand that when somebody leaves, you know why they rail against it is because fuck they've been lied to this whole time and they get pissed <laughs> off because fuck you guys, you lied to me. You know, like that quote you're looking for is they can leave but they won't leave it alone is thing. It's something like that. Yeah, I don't remember the exact right. quote, yeah. but it's, it's basically that people when people leave There's religion, they, they can the, fight the religion. Oops. Just to update you on... on Uh-oh. Sorry. Yeah, no, we're good. funky little... It's a funky it's little ringtone you have. Yeah, um, no, it's... Well, just came, to, came with the phone. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of soothing. Yeah, it's soothing. Really nice. so, so Everybody it, hates my... Leave it. Yeah. Everybody hates well, the ringtone. Don't leave it alone. Um, the other thing that they have said in recent years is, yes, you can leave the church, but where will you go? It's almost like if I can't have you, no one can sort of thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> if, Apparently if, all four of us found other places to go. <laughs> was, I read this really odd article like from LDS Living or something. It was like, okay, so you decided to leave the church because of the problems you found. Where are you going to go now? You're going to be a Presbyterian? Right. Like, Presbyterian? Where did the Presbyterians get into this? <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Huh? <laughs> Whoever you wrote that, the, the brother left the church and was Presbyterian. And he was all yeah. pissed right. off. Right. You'd be a Presbyterian now? <laughs> it's like, yes, go to the, the Presbyterians who make up 3% of the Protestants. <laughs> They're like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, that's on that. Also, the uh, the other updated one is uh, if you have any doubts, put them on a shelf. And uh, your doubt, your doubt shelf. And just that would be a pretty good doubt, doubt shelf. Yeah. I've, I've got, got a doubt library. Right. I've got a yeah. doubt library, too. It's, it's, it's got it's four clips. And essentially, you, you lock away the doubt shelf, and you're saying, hey, I'll worry about that later. <laughs> it works for a little time, because I tried that when I first started having doubts about Mormonism. Yeah, I. Uh, you put it on that doubt show. Because I was. It, this is back in. Um, I want to say 98, 97 or 98. I was having um, some serious doubts about the church. But it was at that time that uh, mom and dad were going through the divorce. Right. Or starting the divorce, the separation, one of those things. But I, I chose at that time to put all my doubts to the back of my mind, on the shelf, as it were, uh, yeah. so I could be there for my family, because I thought my family yeah. would be uh, torn apart. Um, and so I became, I actually doubled down on Mormonism and stayed in the church for at least three yeah. more years because of that. Yeah, yeah well, it's interesting, because like in, in, in ex-Mormon communities, what they'll discuss is they'll say, uh, my shelf just broke and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they'll, they'll say now. The, the oh, weight of the shelf needs uh, a structural engineer to keep those, those <laughs> bats up. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, but anyway, it's, it's interesting you should talk about like the divorce too, Matt, because I think uh, when that happened, I mean, mom was having revelations on dad being a bad person, right? And and revelations that she should get a divorce. And at that point in my mind, I started to doubt all of mom's revelations. <laughs> it was like, these revelations seems to be things that you really want to occur, right? And, and that's- It's seems just to be- a weird coincidence, James. Just because yeah. she wants them, doesn't mean that it wasn't from God. <laughs> that's right. Uh, but it's, it's interesting, those, those, those conspiracy theories and those revelations, they tend to coincide with whatever the person wants or believe right yeah um so that is that has always had a fascination with like buried treasure or finding some sort of secret thing and so this idea of secret people living under the earth is just like appeals to them i I don't know why what i find interesting is especially with like some with dad's psychology uh very conspiracy theory minded and things like this they reject the mainstream of information out there they reject like basic science stuff they reject yeah um the history of things they re- they reject all of these things that are established as fact and there and, and so what happens then is they become very gullible for any other kind of replacement Anything, information yeah. whether that's concert or conspiracy theories or Get, getting rich Amway. quick scheme. Amway. 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 get rich quick scheme that dad yeah. doesn't immediately love. Jumps yeah. on. Yeah. Jumps on. Doesn't matter how like how many like yeah. he I don't he probably doesn't even look at like what other people say about it. He just believes wholeheartedly what these people say. Because he wants it to be true. Right, because he wants it yeah. to be true. And that's, like that's the, the dumb, key to any like con, the, like is you, you con people yeah. into believing something they want to be true. Right. I just right. I remember right. Dad, like, just all sorts of conspiracy theories. One of them was he believed that Bill Clinton, he had, a, like, a list of 30 people Bill Clinton had murdered, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like right. That, just, that stemmed from the Vince Foster. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, so I just... As a child, hated Bill Clinton. He's this murderer. murderer He's yeah. a murderer as president. I'm like, oh my gosh. When, when Bill Clinton is exactly what Mark would want to see in the president, he is the centrist Democrat that Mark dreams of these days. Yeah, he's, <laughs> I mean, he's got a centrist Democrat. And I mean, Biden is, you can't get any more centrist than Biden. Uh, are you talking about like how he's governed since he came to office? Do you really think that's centrist? I, it feels to me like the third Obama term is what it feels like to me. I Obama hope so. was pretty centrist too, James. I like Oh my Obama. goodness, how anti are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am very anti-fascist. <laughs> 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 I should be. Let me ask you guys. Let me ask you guys a question. Do you think it's possible that since we were all fed? Uh, these very outlandish conspiracy theories and ideas, do you think as a family uh, we are more susceptible to believing in extremes and to believing in... This in seems things. like it's pointed at me, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's pointed at me. Just our family in general believes <laughs> extreme things. It's very extreme. like he's looking directly at me. <laughs> I wasn't looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but I think it's interesting Matt that you take such a reaction to that question. <laughs> Matt, Matt feels attacked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think that all of us have believed a lot of different crazy things, including myself, over the course of my life. Like the loose change thing that I went through for a while. I think I like, remember that. So like you believe That was hilarious, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious for you. It was very serious for me. But why why would I even entertain that idea? Well, because I've been told conspiracy theories my entire life. So believing this outlandish thing was easier for me to accept. I think me personally now. I have a harder time believing in anything now. Like, like, show me the proof first. Like, before I'm gonna jump on board with something because I feel like I've been, yeah. I almost feel like I've been misled my whole life, and so it's harder to trust anybody. Like, like right now, like I've I voted Democratic, you know, because fuck Trump and all that. But <laughs> you know, I don't trust the Democrats either because. Well, Daniel, this also had the proposition there. Uh, well, what I want to say to Dan's point of not trusting the Democrats, the, mm -hmm. I, that leads me to the my my feeling of what the Biden presidency is going to be like is going to be the presidency of disappointment, right. meaning okay. that he's going uh, to promise big and then get a small. fraction of it. Right. And we already see it happening: the minimum wage increases out of the stimulus package. The uh, the the student debt relief, the yeah, student loan debt relief, one. is went from, uh, 50, from 50, 50, thousand to ten thousand. Yeah. Now, no, and, and I don't think you're even gonna get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're gonna get that. So this is the presidency of disappointment, and the right. only chance that Biden has to actually make some positive impacts is if the Democrats in the Senate are able to. Uh, do away with the filibuster so we can walk past Republicans who are... Uh, not, Matt, you not can, uh, you can thank uh, your Senator Kristen Cinema for uh, killing that motion. I know! That's a joke. That, uh, <laughs> Which yeah. made, filled me with so much joy when I heard that. I couldn't tell you. James, and you were the one saying Kristen Cinema was a wild leftist liberal, uh, yeah. Antifa supporter. Hey, he hey, is hey, the most centrist I mean, other than Joe Manchin, she's probably the most centrist senator in the Senate. Yeah, which was surprising because, I mean, she she's a hot lesbian, right? So I figured, <laughs> I figured that she would probably have AOC type of view. But she surprised me. Like, it was day one. Biden hadn't even been inaugurated yet, Matt. And she's like, nope. We're preserving the filibuster. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh, it made me so pleased. I was so happy. We didn't even like, I thought that would have been maybe Mark Kelly, but no, he wants to kill a filibuster. Yeah, it's Mark Kelly is further to the left than, than Kirsten, <laughs> which, is, which is somewhat surprising, but. Huh? Yeah. Um, I mean, I saw the way he was standing next to those stewardesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was, he was putting out a Bill Clinton vibe on that one, right? Yeah, he was. <laughs> um, but it is Mark does bring an interesting point. I think Matt's reaction uh, was a little defensive, almost like the <laughs> <Peter> scenario. 
<laughs> but do we do we is it fair like and i could even add you know i i don't feel like i'm extreme i'm not a state of vacantist even though you accuse me of that for i i james you just need um, to be clean and be honest say you're no good to me yeah um I, sorry, someone coughed. What were you accusing me of? Uh, being a Mel Gibson Catholic, like always. Mel Gibson Catholic. Oh, okay. The, yeah. the same thing. Yeah, same um, <laughs> But it is a, a fair question. Like, do we do we need to resist the urge to react, I guess, against our conspiracy theory upbringing? <laughs> or is Matt headed instead to a basement in Portland where he will live with a brother right. <laughs> and carry out carry out paramilitary attacks? I guess on federal marshals. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, it's 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 been it's been an interesting journey for me, and 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 perhaps I am a little bit reactionary, but uh, I think there's good reason for the reaction, though. Which, of course, all reactionaries do, right? But, uh, <laughs> That's excellent reason. <laughs> uh, it, it is a lot like what Dan was saying. It, you know, I've been lied to my entire life, and I bought into these lies. Convinced myself of lies. Uh, would try to reason my way out of impossibilities when it comes to religion. Same thing with politics. Um, and... And so I, yeah, I react against that in, in, in the same, you know, when I say it's a conversion experience, I am a convert as it were to atheism and a convert to liberalism or, or left-wing politics. And so, yeah, I I do have the zeal of a convert, I suppose. Um, but there is, uh, But I, I don't know. I, I think I'm being far more objective with my reasoning now than I have in the past. Yeah, because you're a liberal now. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's. I don't know what that. Uh, <laughs> I might be further left than liberalism, Mark. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Matt, well, let's talk about this because Matt is clearly, even amongst the Democrat Party, like, I, I, I'm sensing an intense hatred of Biden or, like, at least a simmering. Hey, no, I, it's, this, it's, it, 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 it is what I said. It, it is disappointment. I am profoundly disappointed in Biden. You are I, I know I will be proudly, per, profoundly disappointed in Biden. But I actually, on the positive side with Biden, I think him undoing uh, so so many of Trump's executive orders with his own needed to happen. So I approve of that. The COVID relief bill I'm in favor of. I wish it had oh, the God, wage really? increase inside. Right. Um, yeah. And so I, I see some good things that Biden is doing, but and he and I think Biden wants to send the the country in the direction of of being better and good, um, but will he make any progress that way? I don't. Uh, that's where my my I'm wondering my profound sense of disappointment. Well, goes. and I I feel like that too. Like like I feel like like okay. So once we won everything, like like the Democratic side, like we got the presidency with the House, the Senate. We got everything that the Democrats wanted. Well, you've got... You've got the for the most part. By the, but, by the hair of your teeth. Well, right, but, like, but, but you know what I mean? Like, they, they now have the ability to do what they wanted to do. So now it's really in the Democrats' court to, okay, well, now fucking do what you said you were going to do. Well, the filibuster... But, Mark, it's your people that are holding us back. 
It's the Tetris. I well, blame Mark. No, I, how dare you? I am a centrist. I am against the filibuster. I am against the filibuster. I don't think that's what the founding fathers intended. They did not intend for um, the Senate to be anything passed with a 60 votes. That's that's crazy. Well, they, they kind of did, Mark. It was, I mean, if you look at like the tradition of the Senate, it that that is what was intended out of that body. It was supposed to be like a, a mitigating force against the reactionary of the House. Um, it's, uh, it's it, it, it was to also be designed way. to be the Senate was also designed to be utterly undemocratic too, James. You want to go back to that? Absolutely. Story? Oh my I, god. I fully support that. No, the re you know, one of the reasons that the Articles of Confederation uh, in that government fell and, and disintegrated was because it required a supermajority within within the Senate to pass anything. And so essentially we've gone back to that over time. I mean, the filibuster hasn't existed in the form that it is now, has not existed forever. And so now it requires 60 votes to get anything done. That yeah. a supermajority was never intended by the Constitution uh, it, within the Senate chamber, it was actually one of the problems that the Constitution was trying to solve yeah. from the Articles of Confederation. It's supposed to be run by the majority, not a supermajority. Right. And it's just, yeah, well, in both parties, when they're not in power, like it, because then you can stall the other party. But the problem is, nothing gets done. No well, that's the problem. problems. problems. I mean, there has been four trillion dollars worth of COVID stimulus in the last twelve months. It's not. Yeah, like because it. the Republicans yeah, want to get reelected. It's not enough. We <laughs> had five hundred thousand dead Americans. Yeah, that's half a million people I don't, who died in this. I don't understand what that has to do with this. What does that happen? Anyway, it does. It's what, what, what I mean yeah. is, if there was a war going on, if we were in a, a World War Three, the Republicans wouldn't wouldn't care. If we spent four trillion dollars or six trillion dollars in order to win the war, we are currently in a war against this virus, and and we should be willing to spend whatever it takes to make sure that the we can solve this problem quickly. We have we have more people dead today of coronavirus than Americans died in World War One, World War Two, and the Vietnam War combined. Um, so. Right now, I mean, Trump used to say it. I'm a wartime president when talking about the the coronavirus. Well, that was one of his true statements that he made. He was, but he just he surrendered. Was the problem? Um, I don't. Well, anyway, we we'd have another coronavirus episode because I would love to dive into all of those misstatements. <laughs> <laughs> hey, weren't we just talking about? <laughs> But, conspiracy, uh, theories. conspiracy theories yeah, yeah. So, so conspiracy theories i i'm wondering uh and first like i mean you can absolutely um spew your vitriol at mark because it's clearly him and his egg wing of the party that will frustrate you most <laughs> they will over the next four years <laughs> which is similar to when I'm conservative in my hatred of john mccain because he was yeah. uh, because uh, i was hard right yeah, now you hate the centrists on the hard, hard left. Not, now you hate, I'm just annoyed by it. <laughs> What's that? You hate female John. You hate female John McCain, otherwise known as Kristen Sinema. Wow. Yeah. Um, but uh, so I mean, the, the the reaction, right? And what and what we do. I I do think 
And I, I was actually listening to a, uh, a podcast um, this last week. Um, it was called uh, The Opportunist. It's on Spotify. But um, in any case, it is about this internet cult leader, um, this woman, and she was like in her 50s. And she believed in like the Alex Jones reptilian uh, conspiracy theory where like the government has been seized and uh, cloned and replaced with reptiles. You know, pretty normal stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, all that tracks. uh, I'm waiting for the conspiracy part. (laughs) I mean, who doesn't believe in that? It's interesting to me, like, because I was I was sitting there through these three episodes I was doing. She's just she's just off her rocker on like she she even created like this own this metal that is supposed to like repel the demon aliens that are trying oh. to invade. And like all you had to do it's like a hockey puck sized metal thing, and you throw it in your pool, and like it kind of like all the the metal like will cleanse the pool water, and you can use that on the zombie demons. <laughs> I'm like. But I was sitting there going like, man, this is crazy. Like, man, I can't believe people believe this. And then I'm looking at like, what did I believe at this age? Like, yeah. I believed in things that were every bit as crazy as this woman from the time I was, you know, a little kid up till I was 18 years old. You know, like, and, and it was just a shocking realization that of, of what people are, are capable of. Like I could sit there and judge this insane woman and her followers. But I was right there with her. You know, like I was I was right there in that camp. So I don't know. No, I, I totally agree with that, James. Um, I remember being a, a child, uh, very young, 12, 13 years old. You were never a child. <laughs> Turn yeah, this phone yeah. off, man. <laughs> and, uh, I remember thinking, and, you know, you would have, James, you know, at, like, uh, church conferences where these leaders are are telling us, basically, we are the last generation. Yeah, we we're going to see, right? we are going to yeah. see, you know, the second coming of Jesus. And yeah, you were I, held back. You were held back in the pre-existence. Yeah. This yeah. Time. And dad. General. Yeah. And dad would be very specific. And he said. Oh, it's probably going to happen within the next five years. I remember being told that. Like, it's going to happen. And then I'm doing the math. Dad today, when it's going to happen, he'll say within the next five years. Oh, yeah. He's been saying that forever. <laughs> well, I mean, he it's always, constant, whatever today day it was, it's always five years from that yeah. day. It's like his constant belief that the, the, the Vietnamese dong will... Yeah, it's, it, it's been doing this for yeah. two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, but every time you ask yeah, us, it's about to happen. He's gone. It's about to happen. Well, Just so our viewers know, that is their currency. That is their currency, which is hilarious. That right. is called the dong. And dad believes in it so much. <laughs> I heard that dad, dad spent $20,000 on, like, U.S. dollars. No, he didn't. He, dad put $20,000. That's a lot of dongs you can buy. That's a lot of dongs. Oh, my God. That's, I mean, you'd have a closet full of dongs. Dad, I've, looked, I've, I've looked into that, like, the dong and the dinar. It is 100% a scam. Oh, like, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They, it's just. There is no way that Dad could redeem that for U.S. dollars again. No, like there's no way. No one will buy it. Yeah, unless he starts dealing in it to like 
people like himself. <laughs> so right. that would be the only. He way. needs to further the the false information. Right. To the next guy. He needs to go to Vietnam, spend all that money on actual things, and then sell those things back in America. That is the only way he's going to make his money back. <laughs> <laughs> But James, but, you know, an interesting uh, point yeah. is, uh, you know, we all used to believe crazy things, and yeah, there's some crazy people out there now. Is the, the I guess the question that comes to mind is there hope for the nut jobs out there today? I mean, because yeah, we well, believe crazy, crazy things. Is there a way that we can bring other people out of the crazy? I guess, James, this is what I'm asking for you. Is there a way for you to come out of the crazy? Sorry, guys. Hey! That's enough! Release the hounds! Release the hounds! <laughs> what happens every time, like, the wind blows wrong? <laughs> Sorry. Hey! 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 Really? So I'll, I'll give you another example of what I can. Hold on, guys. Um, all right, you're good. Get out. Oh, get the fuck out. So what's your other example? Here? So have you guys been following uh, this this GameStop stock story at all? You, you uh, just the headlines. I haven't really got much. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, essentially, like, there's a a few people at my work who really got in on it. Oh wow! Um, and it's all based off of this this subreddit page called Wall Street Bets. And um, anyway, like their original theory wasn't necessarily wrong because like these, this stock was heavily shorted, and if you drive up the price, the people who have shorted the stock have to buy it, and it drives up the price. Anyway, it's like basically a group of of know nothings who just have some money to spend. We're taking on a hedge fund. It was all it was all fine, but um, anyway, it went up to like four hundred eighty three dollars from like the four dollars stock that it was. <laughs> and then, like, what happened is like the squeeze essentially happened, but everybody in this Wall Street Bet subreddit group had bought in so much to the conspiracy group thing that even as the stock started to tank back. <laughs> They, they still uh, were just believing that this was an, a manipulation by these evil people out there and that they just needed to pump more money into GameStop. When what was happening at that point is the hedge funds knew that these people were going to buy the stock no matter what. So they were essentially making money on both ends of this. And, and, but I stood there and I'm like, I have all my friends at work. They were all, you need to put some money into this. And I'm like, well, I don't know a lot about investing. I do know a lot about cults, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I was sitting there going, have you read the pages? They shut down any information that is contrary to the groupthink on that page. They won't allow any dissenting information whatsoever. So I feel like that was one time where my, where my cult background served me well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but that's that's another example. It just I thought it might be an interesting topic of conversation on how it's affected our decision making uh, and our and our views later in life. It definitely it definitely affected mine. I am very wary of any sort of uh, religious or 
uh, spiritual things. I, I take that and everything, uh, anything about that, I, I keep at a, at a distance, knowing that that sort of emotional reaction to um, the way dad believes about things and the way mom believes about things, I try to take emotion out of it as much as possible, despite the fact that I'm a very, you know, passionate, emotional guy. But when it what? comes to making decisions <laughs> um, on religion and what I believe, and this is why I'm a centrist now. I, I, re- oh, you're gonna resist. get <laughs> I resist the extremist tendencies uh, that are out there on both sides. Yeah. You know, I, I read something interesting about the um, the children of parents who are alcoholics. Um, and essentially what they'll do, like their defining characteristic, is they make up their own fantasy world um, that's separate from the actual world. And essentially they won't let any bad information in. They'll only see what they want to see. And I feel like with dad, that was just textbook you know like that that was dad like that dad just wouldn't let any information like that get in well i think that's interesting you say that too because like like that's why he jumped into mormonism from the pattersons because that was like well at the same time he was only a kid at the point too and he i mean he you know you're gonna get you're gonna get fed whatever religion first time and you know and yeah I do kind of have a theory that Dad read uh, Fawn Brody's book, Matt. Um, I think he and, did. And, yeah. yeah, he did. And like at that time, he he knew he knew the truth about the church. I think what brought him back. Oh, I'm sorry. What is that book? It's called No, no Man Knows no My Man, History by Fawn no, no, Brody. Yeah. It's, a, uh, it's a biography of Joseph Smith. Oh, that anti-Mormon literature. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, but I think what brought Dad back was Joseph Smith's treasure digging and money digging. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. You know, I know it's not true, think, but he's got there might be something that's taking money buried treasure. Yeah. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that's what stole Dad back. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's interesting. All right, guys, we only have a couple more minutes before we're out of time. Um, so uh, I, I I enjoyed this topic greatly today. Yeah, there. Uh, um, it was a less attack. Thought I'd give you. Thought I'd give you. Yeah, thought I'd give you something to think about because I've been wondering about it. You know, in my own life, how my uh, how my decision making is influenced by uh just the and especially that cat that, that podcast was a catalyst because it was like wow i believe things that were every bit as crazy as these people for you right? yeah uh, right. and it's a uh it's an eye-opening experience i guess very good topic yeah good job yeah. not as fun as just let's team up against jay <laughs> Not as fun, but thought provoking. Well, maybe we could just interrogate me once a month or something. <laughs> it's really <coughs> I, so, James. With this one, one question. Uh, mm-hmm. So, with this line of thinking of what the you know, looking at what these crazies are believing or these crazy things that people are believing. Yeah. Um, does that change your opinion of allowing someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene to hold her house seat? 
could, you started. You could not stop interrogating me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that is a good point. I, I mean, I'm just curious if it's changed your your thinking at all. No, I mean, I it's just well, my my reason for I mean, I believed and I I, I affirmed even last week that I think that she's nuts. <laughs> But she's probably going to vote the way I want her to. It's the friends. It's the friends you know, man. So. Right. Okay. Well, how, how very Machiavellian of you. Uh, <laughs> and that, there, there has to be Democrats that are even too crazy for you. I, I, nothing comes to mind, but they. Probably <laughs> <are. laughs> There was, uh, let's see, uh, no, there was definitely somebody, okay, yeah, like the, uh, the, uh, um, let's see, the black nationalist who thought that, you know, um, yeah, Louis Farrakhan type Democrats maybe would be too crazy for you. Yeah. Oh, Louis, I don't think Louis Farrakhan is a Democrat, is he? Uh, well, yeah, but there are, uh, he, he, there, there are certain Democrats who subscribe, subscribe to his, uh, like, numerology and, hey, uh, you know, it's it, for, when it like comes that. to racial stuff and, uh, you know, making sure everyone has uh, or equality for everyone and to we need to start talking about we need to respect those in the black movement because they're speaking out for an oppressed people. Yeah, even and if it's so, numerology and anti-Semitic. And, I, I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I do not subscribe <laughs> to religion, but I believe in re re religious freedom as long as they don't, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it's not hurting anyone, I guess. But well, I mean, that's that's the key. Like that was kind of my my view with with QAnon <laughs> um, and this person. It was like, oh no no no. I mean, I, you I, would well, probably have the same thing. Like if there's a Louis Farrakhan believing numerology and i believe they believed in serpent people as well if i recall correctly I well I, 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 I don't believe in numerology i don't believe in serpent people uh there uh but we'll have to leave it there we're out of time uh okay we'll so talk about serpent people next episode <laughs> exactly well good talking to you james yeah that's a good episode All right, boys. thanks to our listeners